And we are on. So, welcome to the episode number one of Lost in Immersion, uh, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation. Uh, as VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. So, let's do it. Uh, Fabien, if you want to start. Yeah, thanks. Um, um, so... Um, sorry, I, I got uh, I got a bit cut, so I didn't hear what you said. Can you repeat, please? Sorry. No, it was just the introduction, so you just have a you are free to to speak now. Okay. So please uh, talk about your subject, the okay, topic you want to choose uh, this week. Okay. Cool. So uh, this week, um, for the first episode, I I thought it was uh, nice to talk a bit about two. Uh, VR headsets that are quite uh, new on the on the on the market, um, and I choose these two because they have kind of uh, interesting uh, properties that uh, I think we can discuss. Um, the first one is the PlayStation VR two, uh, which was released I think last week or uh, two weeks ago, and um, so there are a lot of features um, and. Uh, want to keep it short, so I will not go uh, through all the features. But I have um, two main that I think are worth um, noting. The first one is eye tracking. So uh, it seems to be like uh, uh, necessary now in all the the modern, I would say, VR headsets, um, both for um, adding some realism on the avatars so the avatar in the virtual world could have the same eye movements uh, as you have which is nice and also helping on the um, uh, what we call the fov, uh, fovian rendering like rendering only the in high quality only the part that you look at uh, which improves quality and uh, performances and uh, so that's the first one. Um, and the other one, which I think it's quite interesting and I'm um, really curious to try, is there is a headset feedback. So there is like a, a small motor in the headset and uh, that like propagates onto the headset and gives some uh, haptic, haptic feedback on the head, which I'm really curious to see what the game developers will uh, do with that and how how it will feel. Um, I'm I'm not really sure. Maybe they want to try to give some, um, you know, not only the things that happen on the body of the player, but maybe you know if uh, like um, the head some headshot. wind <laughs> effect, yeah, <laughs> headshot uh, or uh, maybe wind. You know, if uh, mm -hmm. some wind is passing, um, uh, or like a very strong sound, to have some um, like bass um, as well. So um, yeah, I, I think it was the two uh, nice um, features on on this one. There are many more, uh, but again, we don't have a lot of uh, time. We keep short, so. Um, 
Yeah, so just, can... just to 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 stay on focus, maybe say what what your what be your thoughts about the VR PSVR two headset. It seems to be nice, uh, mostly for for the force feedback. Uh, for me, that uh, something that differentiates the, the the headset from the other. But the fact that it's still linked with the cable, and from what I've heard, the OLED screen has some issue. It's like flickering a lot. Uh, and so it's visible inside the headset. It seems to be the, the first feedback I, I see uh, online from users. So it seems like a nice device, but like the display seems to have an issue right now. I, I don't know if they can solve that issue with the current headset or if they have to, will have to make a new one. But yeah. But like, like I said, yeah, the feedback on the headset, I agree with you, Fab, it's a new thing. I would talk about it also with another headset uh, when it's lighter. Uh, but uh, they added also some feedback on the controller, so on the trigger. So you can get the, the trigger that stuck uh, before if you handle something in your hand, you can have a feedback in your hand. And I think that's something missing in most of the headsets. You don't have a lot of feedback. The controller are vibrating maybe a bit, but not that much. And increasing that that feedback will make the, the experience much more interesting, I think. Great. Great. So, so on my side, side uh, what is, is, are, there are two things that really surprised me. The first one is that they announced it as the best VR headset ever for gaming, uh, mainly, because not of the because of the hardware, but because of the games themselves. Uh, because uh, there are things that the quality is as high as a normal game. So uh, we are reaching this point where VR games are not just like basic low-poly games. They are high-end AAA games now, and they will bring more players to the VR side. And the other thing that surprised me is that um, the day of the the, the release of the, the headset, I don't know if it's the same in France, but in Canada, everyone was talking about it. Uh, even uh, I had a hockey game that night, and half the, the guys were buying this headset for them uh, on the day of the release. So I was like, wow, 50% of the guys are playing VR now. So. Well, I, I, I hope this is what it is, what it is. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we, we have this big uh, VR uh, pushed push forward by, uh, by Sony. Sony. I guess uh, this, is, uh, this is a great thing, even if the, the headset itself is not perfect, but uh, it could be uh, a really interesting uh, new path for, for VR, for uh, mainstream VR. So I don't know if it's the same for you. Did you hear your... Uh, your colleagues or friends talking about it or in the street, I don't know. <laughs> but it was something, uh, even on the radio, uh, people were talking about it. Yeah, I um, I, I didn't have the same uh, feedback here, but uh, mm. um, I, I don't know. Um, maybe it depends on the, on the, on the, on our, like, surroundings uh, <laughs> so, 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 so something that surprised me as well um and i forgot to mention is that well it's not a surprise but um the headset doesn't seem to be a uh, 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 pc compatible um so it re it's recognized by um 
by the computer, but not as a VR headset. There are already some initiatives to, to make it compatible, so there are some hackers and mods uh, on the way already. <laughs> so we can hope that it would be compatible, but uh, compared to a Quest 2, for example, we, which don't have any cable and which is uh, PC compatible, I, I guess it's not worth the the, all the work for me to make it compatible with the PC, I guess. I, guess. Mm -hmm. I, don't, know what, I don't know what you will think about. No, it will be mostly to get access to the this new controllers and the vibration, but that's not an option available on the other headset. But mm -hmm. apart from that, uh, Oculus Quest Pro, for example, does the work nicely. Like you said, with streaming, mm -hmm. with Wi-Fi, the content from the PC. Yeah. Yeah. I had. I, I read another thing which is very interesting is that the performance is uh, between a PC, the PC equivalent of the game, and the PS5 one. The performances were better on the PS5. Uh, they seem to have uh, optimized it uh, through hardware. Uh, which is uh, very interesting because, well, well, uh, every time the, the the console are better for for most of the game because they they have this uh, special hardware uh, specification. It's always easier to develop one game for one platform than one game for all the yeah. platforms yeah. around. So Fabian, yeah. the, the uh, your Second headset, you, you wanted so to the, talk about? Yeah, the second headset is the was a bit of a surprise. I don't know if there was a lot of rumors of, of it before it was announced. It's the big screen uh, VR headset. So they, um, two interesting, uh, again, two interesting uh, items that I want to highlight on this one. The first is that uh, it's supposed to be the smallest uh, VR headset, so it's a it's a tethered uh, headset, but it's uh, supposed to be the smallest, and um, so um, hopefully something that um, will uh, ease the adoption of headsets because it's less uh, strain on the neck and and uh, and easier to uh, to support for a long time, and in in that same um, uh, direction. The second point is very interesting is, and I think they are the only one to do that, is uh, you will have to download an app on your phone, uh, it's iPhone, and you scan your uh, face. And they will uh, create a foam um, on, according to your face. Uh, so it will sit on your face really, uh, really nicely. Um, so I'm curious to, uh, to see uh, the performances as well. Uh, sorry, the like the the rendering inside, how the screens uh, uh, look like, uh, and I'm really curious to see as well, like the especially for uh, at least the two of us who have glasses. Um, I'm not sure how, how it will work. I'm re really curious to see that as well. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm curious. What do you think of this? Uh, uh, hyper personalization, so like it will be your headset and only your. I had glasses before, so I had done the same for the for the Quest Pro. I had the Quest Two. I had my uh, 
lenses uh, specific, uh, only for me, that was working only for me. And each time I wanted to show something to someone else, I had to remove them to give uh, the, the nice experience to the other user, because for them it was all blurry if they used my prescription. So it was already kind of the case with uh, some of the, of the headset. Um, I guess that's mandatory uh, to move this way if you want to have a great experience. But the idea of uh, being able to share it with someone else right now, because everyone doesn't have his own headset, uh, make it uh, tough to, to use uh, every day. Yeah, especially uh, with the price tag of uh, uh, $1,500 for <laughs> Canadian dollars, sorry, <laughs> for, for it. Yeah. Well, my, I, on my side, I'm, I'm quite happy that uh, they are making the statement that VR headsets are for one person only. Uh, this is a, a theme that uh, I'm fighting about for quite some years now because um, People are putting VR headsets all around, and they are not experiencing the the, the content as they, as they should be because uh, they are not uh, configuring the uh, interpupillar distance, and uh, and the, the the headset is not always very well adjusted. Sometimes they are thinking that it's due to the experience, as it is uh, linked to the way they are wearing the headset. So. Uh, I'm really happy with that, but yeah, as you say, it's it's not uh, compatible with the way uh, people are using it uh, today, as they are maybe one headset through a group of friends, and uh, for sure they won't buy this one <laughs> to do that. So it's for. Uh, yeah, ex expert, expert with a bit of money for for, for, for them to have this this headset. But yeah, the the the, the size of the headsets itself is very impressive uh, compared to the Quest 2. I don't know. I don't know if you 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 saw the side by side picture, but it's half the size for 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 this new headset. So. Uh, not, the, uh, not the maybe, maybe not this one, but the next uh, iterations will would be uh, very interesting. And so talking about that, the Quest Pro has a nice feature of providing directly the IPD to the user so that you can readjust your, your current IPD and make it fit yours. Yeah. They, 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 uh, they did that for, for the PSVR 2. I don't know if you saw the calibration process, but yeah, with the eye tracking, they, they can uh, automatically deduce your, your IPDs, which is great as well for, for mainstream user. It's great. Yeah. And I was going to say the fact that the Quest Pro doesn't have the, the side uh, part automatically when you want to share it to someone else uh, and, and show quickly to five five person, for example, around you what you have done. It's really easy to, to put it on, on on someone else. There is nothing that goes on, on the face. It just rests in front of the eyes. So yeah, it makes it nice to, to share experiences like that. So I think that it depends on, on your usage. If you want to have a headset for you to, to for games and stuff like that, having it personalized makes sense, I think. Uh, if you want to be in a work environment and share what you are doing quickly, I guess having something more flexible uh, and doesn't that doesn't rest completely on the face and that is easy to remove and give to someone else is better. So it's really more the use case than the 
than the, the headset itself that needs to be customized about. So, so do, do, do you have something, have something else, else to add, add uh, Fabien, or can give, can give the... Um, yeah, just very quickly, I think it's interesting to hear you uh, guys talking because on, on your side, uh, Seb, it's more like about sharing an experience quickly uh, between users. And on your side, it's more like having something for you and really tuned to uh, your... Uh, eyes and uh, so uh, I was just like noticing the the kind of two different uh, perspectives, yeah. which is nice. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so, so I, I have also the two use case when I do the uh, game. <laughs> I, I prefer to have it more perfect, like you said, uh, because that's the most experience, the bigger, better experience. But when I go to a client meeting or uh, at an event. Uh, yeah, we have the constraint of being able to share the headset quickly and the experience quickly with other users. Okay. Great. Great. So, so Seb, Seb what, what's your, your topic, topic is this week? So, same two headsets, two different headsets. Um, I have the HoloKit right here. I don't know if you heard about it. It's, it's, a, like, it's like the AR, AR cardboard version plastic. with plastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That daily, uh, we just received the SDK to work on it, so that's our plan uh, is to, to work on that and do some tests on it. Um, what is amazing for me is that it reproduced the, the kind of experience you had with the HoloLens One uh, in terms of field of view, uh, but in terms of quality of uh, the visual, it's even better. Uh, so, with a small device that is that costs half the price of. Uh, of the elements, you still have to, to buy an iPhone Pro, so it's still expensive, but the cardboard itself uh, is not. And um, it allows uh, to detect the end tracking, it's really use all the, the features that the iPhone has now with the air kit, so that's quite impressive. Right now, the only issue we have is that, uh, and I don't see anything about that on the forum, so maybe it's because I have an old uh, iPhone Pro, like the first generation, iPhone 12 Pro. But I have some, some kind of delay, everything that is in augmented reality is like floating a bit. And it seems for me, because when I switch the phone in spectator view to see the, the same experience, but with the phone and the, the, the camera directly on the phone, then everything sticks perfectly. So I wonder if uh, the time that IRKit is uh, taking to handle the video, uh, get the tracking, the slam information, etc., give the position of the of the camera. Maybe they buffer the video and just display that afterwards. So when you look at it in spectator view, everything seems in sync. But because you are in the headset afterwards and you remove completely the video, this delay this buffering of the video is not happening anymore. And therefore, you are always a bit, uh, always uh, before the, the, the real uh, information that you get. So everything looks uh, like having some delay. And it's, it, it bothers a bit the, 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 the experience. So like I said, I'm 
must do some, some tests with the iPhone that are like iPhone 14 Pro, uh, the latest one, uh, to make sure that this is not due to the my phone. But maybe that's an issue that will remain. And if we do experience with that, we will have to think about something that is not sticky to the environment, okay. but can float in the air. But still, that's quite impressive. They had it, the ability also to use the Apple Watch to trigger some, some stuff. So when you move your hand, you use the accelerometer in the, in the watch to, to throw some magical spell. For example, they did a kind of uh, Hogwarts uh, school, uh, magic school teaching with a wand. Um, and yeah, the multiplayer experience seems to be nice too. So that's, that's really something that uh, I will have hoped to be uh, the best use case. Uh, a simple one, much cheaper one for our clients. Right now, we still have to figure out how to solve that uh, delay issue. Maybe with predictive algorithms that uh, predict where the user head will be in the next couple of uh, milliseconds. That's something that we will have to test. It's strange that there are no trace of that on the forum, or maybe yeah. there are not enough user right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. yeah. We received, like I said, uh, the SDK yesterday, so I will get more yeah. tests. <laughs> Pretty early in the forum. Yeah. Fabien, Fabien, what you what you're singing about, about it? Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, really excited about this device as well um, for two two things. One is uh, the iPhone Pro adoption is very large, so uh, it it can bring a lot of users to uh, to 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 VR uh, to to AR. And the the other one is um, I really liked the spectator view as well um, because a, a lot of times the AR or VR experience, they are quite uh, solo. Like, even if you are in a group of friends, if someone has some something on the head, he's the only one enjoying the experience. And with the spectator view, like, everybody can uh, enjoy the, the, the same uh, experience. So that's uh, that was, uh, I was really excited about this, yeah. Nice. Well, uh, for my part, I thought these kind of devices were dead uh, long ago, <laughs> and the uh, catboard thing was just a gimmick. I I played with it, like, yeah, it's my, maybe ten years now, <laughs> ten years or, and it was really, really, really bad because there was not any kind of tracking or whatever. It was just playing with uh, printed markers in front of your. Um, or in front of your phone, so the the use were very limited. But as you are you are explaining, uh, using the the latest feature of the iPhone Pro is uh, is really impressive, and uh, I can't wait to to try that on my side. Mm. Nice phone. It starts to make sense. And mm -hmm. Like you, I did tested uh, before the Horizon, the one with the white one with mm -hmm. what that was using. Uh, tracker uh, marker to, to detect the, the environment and it was not yeah, not usable at all so mm -hmm. here it's almost usable <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, well, he could bring he could bring AR back uh, because uh, as we were, I have a group, another group of discussion, and we were making the uh, the the restriction, but that AR we we are not talking about AR anymore. It's like you know, in a silent mode, uh, and he uh, could bring AR back. And it could be a great thing. So yeah, that's. Uh, let, 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 please show, please show, show us your your, your second headset if you have one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the that's the one. It's blurry, but it's a Til five. Yeah, yeah. One. Uh, same. It seems nice on paper. Uh, the ability to have uh, several people looking at the same content, uh, augmented reality content, um, in front of them, uh, and interact with each other on, on the same board. The issue there is that really the quality. It's a nice concept, but the first the board is quite large, so you have to have a huge table so to, to put it on. Um, it's folded, and uh, because it's using like reflective materials, and because it's folded, at in on some part of the board there is like lines that doesn't cover completely the board. And the the way the system works is using like projector in the glasses to project on the board and the reflective uh, materials throw back the image to the eyes of the user. So the definition and the color and the quality should have been the, the best experience uh, available there out there. But the projector is limited in terms of uh, quality. So when you are at a normal distance from the board, everything is like blurry, and you have to get closer to get sharper images. Plus, uh, because the board is folded, you have some line, and that completely breaks the 3D effect. Okay. Okay. The line is completely in 2D on the on your table, and because everything is underneath uh, with the 3D uh, information, uh, 3D projection, uh, the line is completely. Yeah, breaking the effect. I saw that um, at CS or the different uh, events they shown they have shown the, the technology. They use another board. They have two versions. Uh, one that is not foldable. Uh, it's a square one, smaller one. So I guess that uh, they are trying to with with that board to make the experience nicer because the, the projection is smaller on the board. And uh, because there is no fault at all, so there is no not this breaking issue that we can encounter with this one. Uh, they do not provide any way of uh, making your own board. Um, so even if you buy some materials, you will have to make the same like shape of marker. There is like a black marker around it with some uh, circle that is used to track the board. And same with that, uh, I had also an issue is that everything was a bit jittery. So after half an hour, I was uh, motion, I, I encountered motion sickness. <laughs> so yeah, I, I will not push for that, that solution, even though on paper, it seems to be awesome to be to use only one computer for uh, headset plugged on, on it and be able to play uh, a board games, for example. Um, it seems nice, but the, the quality is not there. Okay. 
usually I always uh, show the technology I have to my family, friends to see their feedback. This one I didn't even try. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a sign. That's a sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fabien, what do you think? Um, yeah, I was, uh, again, uh, for this one as well, really excited about because um, one thing is uh, they, their target seems to be gaming, like board gaming, uh, like around the table, uh, being able to play with each other. Um, but I was really curious to to see what we could do, we, uh, like as a community of uh, VR developers, uh, XR developers, we could use this for other uh, usage, um, you know, like um, um, museum uh, or um, even for industry, like uh, it, it will have been very easy to just put glasses and that, you know, are very easy back to the topic that we were discussing before something that is very easy to put on and boom you have uh, you have an experience so um i don't know you know it's 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 the first version so um you know they can they have uh, they can just do better uh, i think so um yeah 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 on my side i'm very glad that this product finally is uh finding the market and can be bought because if I remember correctly it's from the cast AR team back in the day it's like a 10-year initiative and uh, the, the, the well the, the thing that is not that exciting is as you are saying uh, the product itself is not as good as we would like it to be uh, as we are waiting, we, we've been waiting for it for, for the past 10 years, so we could have expected something better. But uh, the, the use case is still interesting, and uh, I hope they will pursue this uh, this technology on to, to provide something better uh, on the second or third iteration. Yeah, there's awesome things about it. The, the wide field of view, the fact that when you put your hand in front of the of the board, it's already uh, on top of the 3D element. You don't have to do anything. Uh, um, it's missing although some interaction with fingers, but mm -hmm. that, that can be added in the future. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's tethered also is a uh, is, uh, Quite annoying because the way they tether it is they put the cable uh, just in, in the front of the asset. So you have the cable like this, and it's quite rigid. So mm -hmm. you are not moving completely freely around the board, uh, which makes the the, the, the the experience not not that good right now. Okay. Well, thank well, you. Thank you. Um, I'll, bring I'll bring the last topic. topic. Uh, I saw a conference like two weeks ago by Charlie Fink. I don't know if you know him. Uh, it's uh, he's a, a VR veteran as he worked uh, on um, at Disney Research. Uh, he's a Forbes columnist and uh, he wrote like uh, several books about metaverses. And uh, the to the somebody asked him a question and it was like it was uh, what do you think would be the biggest thing in 2023 and he answered that for him it would be AR but not augmented reality it would be assisted reality 
and, and by that he, he was targeting uh, the smart glasses that we are seeing coming along for for uh, mainstream user as well uh, with the the unreal air glass uh, I, there's a rocket air glass as well and uh, Xiaomi uh, just announced uh, two 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 days ago the, they're there on the smart glasses so well first of all what do you think about that <laughs> do you share its point of view and the second thing is that what is about this air why are they all calling calling their product air is this a new way of calling AR something more sexy than AR and they are just adding the I in the middle to make it air I don't know so just just for you to think about and please give me your your insight on this Fabien yeah so what I think is interesting is, um, and um, I think uh, Meta and Facebook, uh, sorry, Meta and Apple are also looking at uh, this kind of uh, devices. Um, what I wonder if uh, the the end goal of of, of this is to uh, forget about the smartphone. Like uh, the, the smartphone could stay in your pocket on in your in your bag, and uh, um, the the information that you have with the smartphone would be on the glasses. So email and uh, kind of messages, you know, kind of uh, uh, like directions, uh, GPS, uh, this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's my first um, uh, reaction. Is um, are we looking at the next smartphone, which will be the smart uh, smart glasses. Um, and, and about the name, um, I don't have any idea. Maybe because it's light, it's, it's, it's lighter um, than, the, uh, than, the, than the headset. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for, for me, the fact that it's in, in the air, but it's not using augmented reality, so it's not stuck to the real environment. So it's a way to, to say it's augmented reality, but in the air, not, not locked to anything. Yeah. Well, the Xiaomi one has the, the AR feature, feature that can be fixed, and uh, they oh. are and tracking as well, and they are really pushing the AR features compared to the Unreal glasses, for, uh, for example, which mm -hmm. doesn't have. Yeah, 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 please continue. And, and maybe it's a trendy name. Uh, right? yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that, that the way they work uh, on their naming of, of devices. Um, one thing that uh, that's, that I don't foresee as a usage is the, what also uh, Google Glass was trying to do a couple of years back is to have like a small visual of information you know, on the side of one eye. Uh, I did test that and I don't see it like uh, something that we use every day. Um, it's really bothering to have something in your field of view that stay uh, fixed, even if you are moving. Um, I think people prefer to have the information when they want it instead of having it popping it uh, on one eye. So I don't see it uh, as a use case very, very useful. 
I saw that this is, uh, however, very useful in a storage uh, um, company that needs to provide information on what they need to pick up, what they need to put in, in the in the in the box for the for the client, and have like a list that uh, is displayed because you need your hand basically to handle the the package and handle the, the stuff you you carry on, and if you get that information directly on your eyes, then that makes sense. But having that can, for everyday use, not sure. Can this be well, extended to a lot of industry in industrial use, like professional use? Mm. No, knowing, no, knowing that, that many of them are providing like uh, completely blacked out uh, lenses for for the glasses uh, to. To do this kind of mixed reality VR AR, but with a very low quality. But yeah, there seem to, as you as you are both saying, there there seem to be to to be a trend about this. People are like liking it for for a reason that I don't really understand, but people find it light and easy to use. Well, why not? Why not? It could be, a, as you said, maybe a first step into AR, VR for for a lot of us. And in any way, they are all thinking about the new iteration for TV or smartphones. So they are. Everyone is thinking about something or to to sell more because TV is dead. For to 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 be clear, and smartphones are now reaching a a point of uh, where the the technology is not selling anymore, uh, despite the iPhone trend, and people are still buying the new iPhone because it's it's a new iPhone. But for other users, once they have their their phone, it's it's working. They are happy with it, and they don't seem they don't have any argument to to buy another one and this is what everybody is thinking right now and as you said Apple is on the AR side some are on the VR side and I guess we'll see pretty quickly which way it is taking for for everyone to 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 have this new device to buy as a as a as a must-have so uh, I, I guess this is a wrap up for today. We are in the 45 minute window as uh, as expected. So I thank you both for your time and your your great uh, topics. And we'll see you next week for for another episode.